You are listening to The Exchange. I'm your host, Dr. Lorraine. Greetings, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about wellness and wholeness. And I am elated to have my very special guest, Sister Wanda Chavis, who is going to be speaking to us about this very important topic. So Sister Chavis, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the Exchange Podcast and being my guest. I'm so glad. I'm so glad and so excited to hear from you, as I'm sure all of our podcast listeners are. Oh, thank you, Lorraine. It's wonderful to be here. Dr. Lorraine. Yes, <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm so proud of you. We've we've known each other a, a while and I've watched your journey and just I'm just so proud of you and so excited for this season that you're in. Thank you for thank inviting you. me on. Thank you. It's it's such an honor. And as you said, we've known each other for quite a while. And your daughter-in-law, Randy, and I, we grew up together. We were teenagers in the same youth group and I've met so many of your family members, and so you've spoken at our ladies' conference in Arizona, and so I'm so glad that you have continued on your educational journey, which I know you're going to get into in just a bit, (laughs) and doing all so many exciting things that are going on. So why don't you just go ahead and we'll just jump in and just kind of give us a background about where you're from, a little bit more about your family, and of course, I want to hear about your ministry and definitely your education. Yeah, well, I'm here in North Carolina, and uh, I'm a late bloomer. I I got married young and started having children a couple years after we got married and just, um, you know, did the the ministry and family thing. And then, um, so when my youngest son, I homeschooled my children, all three of my boys, Brock, Court, and Kyle, I homeschooled them. They went to public school here and there, but most of the, I, I homeschooled for 12 years, so then when um, in 2008, Kyle just uh, finished co- his college and I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So mm-hmm. I was uh, just blown away by it. Um, I just had my, you know, just been in working for the Lord. We'd been building a church there in um, Spring Lake, North Carolina, raising a family. And um, of course, I'd been burning the candle at both ends for many years. And that was like the the thing that just stopped me in my tracks. Kyle came home from college and um, I turned every, all the music over to him at the church. And I said, told my husband, I'm going back to college. I'm going to figure this out because cancer, cancer was scary enough, but I was more afraid of all of the treatment mm-hmm. and my options were very limited and uh, they were all scary and nobody, I, I, you know, search and search for someone to help me with natural holistic uh, options. But I actually um, had to talk to a naturopath doctor on the phone back then in 2008. I didn't not even, I I don't know if he had a website or not, but I talked to him on the phone and he, you know, helped me through the cancer um, scare. Of course, I still, I ended up having a couple of surgeries and uh, 33 tre- radiation treatments. Mm-hmm. But my first day of radiation wound up being my first day of college. I just, I enrolled in Everglades University into a Bachelor of Science degree program in alternative medicine. Okay. And so I graduated from that program in four years, took a little bit of a break and went back and got my master's in public health administration with the comp- concentration in complementary medicine, alternative medicine. So that I graduated from my master's in, um, so I started in 2008. So I was in college off and on for the next eight years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated in 2016 with my master's and um, I learned a lot of things in college. And I, you know, I was just like, that's going to be in my life. I want that in my life, you know, just like things that were just, just made sense to me scientifically. And so I, um, one of the things I, I was really excited to learn about was um, thermography, which is a digital infrared um, imaging for, you know, like a scanning for health, for breast cancer, for other health issues. And I was scheduled at that time, they were wanting to do like a mammogram every six months on me, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of radiation Mm -hmm. and a lot of squishing. (laughs) a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. So I was, uh, you know, looking for a thermographer and I found one and my very first appointment with her, she told me that she was retiring and that she was trying to sell the business. So I quickly, um, you know, I asked a bunch of questions, had an interview with her and a doctor friend of mine. And we just sit down and like, okay, what would it take for, for me to, to buy the business and do this? And so I got, I had to get certification and I bought the business. I just bought it from her in December of 2017. Wow. And, mm-hmm. you know, formed an LLC. And she was um, very helpful getting me started the first few months. Um, I, I met her in May of 17 and bought the business in December. So I got certified in between then mm-hmm. and, and all the things. So then um, 2018, since then, I've had this clinic, um, the thermography clinic. And um, just, I just feel like it's one of the things that I, I wanted to have in our community to offer women, just an option, just like mm-hmm. a screening option, just, you know, not don't wait, um, until you're sick. Prevention is the best cure. So right. that's kind of where I'm at, you know, with my career, my education. Um, I also, there's two big things that stood out to me was inflammation and dehydration, Those are like the main factors in every disease order that I learned about. So those two things um, that I studied, I said, I will have the Japanese technology of hydration, which is a water machine. I will have that and I will have thermography in my life. And so now here I am and it's, you know, how many years later is 2023 and I have, uh, I'm in an office with um, all holistic healers and doctors and I have of this water machine in my, in our kitchen there at the office. I'm a thermographer. I have a clinic. Uh, It's just, God has just, I really believe that when you, it's like, I've always heard when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Hmm. And I think that's kind of what cancer did. It just like brought me to that point where I just stopped and said, Hey, you know, I, um, somebody's got to take care of me. I, you know, and it's, I'm the one that got assigned to do that. So I I can no longer take care of everybody, but me. So that's what, that's what I, that's what I do. And that's what I teach women. Um, I'm just rattling on. I don't know if you have another direction for me to go or not. I am just thankful that you're telling us about sharing us about this journey, because that's really what I wanted to to start off with talking about how this kind of came about, because you are a busy lady and you're still doing the, uh, you're still the president of ladies ministry in North Carolina. 
And so you're still very much active in ministry. And you you just mentioned you guys have a conference coming up this month. And and so you've got stuff going on in your family. And then, you know, to have cancer on top of all of those things. But not only, you know, some people would kind of, you know, we've got this, but you took the extra step and and not just like, I want to help make my life better, but I want to turn around and see how I can improve the lives of the women and the other people in our community right. and educate them and help them with their, their, um, their health. So I think that's incredible. And you're still going a hundred miles an hour you know, <laughs> doing all of these things for the Lord, but doing these things, serving your community in this way. So, and, and you're, you know, a master's degree. I, I know firsthand that is no joke. So, you know, going to school for something that you love, it, it makes that journey so much worth it. Very oh, worth, it. Absolutely. worth it. So I wanted to go into yeah, and, you know, ministry. I love people. I loved helping people in ministry and um, always knew, you know, the, the whole, there was, there was the whole person, but I didn't, I didn't really know how to minister to that side as much as I did the spiritual side. So this has helped me to be able to say, you know, Hey, you know, you might want to go get a checkup because because a lot of things you're telling me could be physical. They might not be spiritual. <laughs> right, right. You know? I, yeah, I love that you're saying that. And, you know, the, a lot of the things that we're doing on this, the exchange podcast is um, one of the reasons why I wanted you on here to talk about wellness and wholeness is you're absolutely right. It really is the whole person. And we, we talk about the spiritual person, but sometimes it's just like, Hey, you're not doing well. You have some things that you need to do and you're sick and that's affecting other parts of your life. So we got to get this all, all together. Right. Yes. So my uh, next question, I wanted to go into that is with all the education that you have gotten on alternative medicine and on health. What are the five top things that you've learned studying health and wholeness? And I know you talked about the water, but if you had five things that you could share with our listeners, what are the practical things that we can do to improve our health and uh, help us with wellness? Okay. Yeah. I, I mentioned inflammation and dehydration. Right. I had no idea that those two things were so important. Um, you know, we knew about antioxidants, we hear about antioxidants and, you know, everybody says drink more water or whatever, but honestly, just when you look at the cells and the organs and how they function, you have got to make sure that you're hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're not, if, if, you know, there's organs that they've, you have to have them to live like, like the liver, you know? <laughs> so, but then there's other organs that you don't really have to have like the colon. So if the liver or the brain is dehydrated, it's going to suck all that out of that other organ. And then you're going to be constipated, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's all like you, you, so there's so many things and disease orders that these are underlying problems. So I really focus on, you know, making sure, um, you know, I don't eat things that are inflammatory. I don't, I, I make sure I stay hydrated. I try not to drink or eat stuff that dehydrates or just, you know, all that. Another thing, this is kind of weird that this is one of the things that I took away from, you know, six years of college, but learning that stress is stress. Mm -hmm. So the body doesn't recognize if it's good or bad. So a week of despair or a week of elated celebration are both stressors. Stressors. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, no, my Lord, because I, 
I never felt like I was a, a worrier. I didn't feel like I was stressed. And I I had all these issues in my, I go to the doctor and I'd say, it's probably stress related. I'm like, what? I have no stress. I am I have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but, you know, I was just like, I didn't realize that all that stress is stress. So that's a, another thing. Um, and I mentioned a little while ago, that the third thing was that I'm the only one who can truly monitor my health mm-hmm. and take care of me. I mean, yes. nobody else knows when I'm tired. Nobody else knows when I'm hungry. Nobody else knows when I'm not feeling up to par. And we're so used to just pushing through, pushing through. And, you know, but nobody else can take care of you. That's your assignment. And it's nobody's job. Right. Uh, you know, we are, we're, we're bad about blaming oh, you know, this and that, blaming everybody and everything. But um, it's our job. And that includes spiritual, mm-hmm. physical emotional, mental, Mm -hmm. financial, all of that is on me. All that is on me, not anybody else. And so I think one of the things I, I learning from all of the things I learned was that I cannot, I got to stop blaming and making excuses. That's good. And just, you know, just woman up and say, Hey, it's on me. Yep. The condition I'm in right now is my fault. I'm, it's not my mama's fault. It's not my mama because she baked bread every day. (laughs) It's not, you know, it's not, you know, anybody's fault, but mine It's the decisions I've made, the choices I've made. So that was the thing that I learned. And then the other thing is like, understand the science of the body and whatnot. It amazes me that how that when you lovingly honor and take care of your body, your mind, your spirit, mm-hmm. that the response is overwhelming. It's so positive and preventative and productive. It's like, well, you've probably, you know, like you think about it, you maybe you've uh, just kind of been lazy and, or you've, you know, got out of shape and you think I'm going to start walking again. And like the first day, like you can barely make, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the next day you walk 30 minutes, you're like, Wow. And then before you know it, you're walking like an hour and you're not even out of breath. It's because your body just loves it when you take care of it. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are the things that um, I don't know if that makes sense to you, that those are the five things that really stood out to me studying health and wholeness is that it's just um, everything kind of works together and it it's going to be um, one thing is going to play on another, especially stress and the way we, you know, hydrate and take care of our body and the way we, um, honor our body and care for our body. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Those are really great things to think about and thinking about dehydration and stress. And you're absolutely right. The body, it it reacts the same way to stress and to excitement. It doesn't know the difference. So yes, those are really great things to keep in mind and to make sure that we're kind of making sure that we're monitoring our own body, that we are the only people that are responsible for our health. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you to go into my next question is what would you, um, how have these things that you've learned affected your own life for the better? How have you seen your life improve if you have applied these things to your life? Well, um, Amazingly, because I do hydrate my body, because I, you know, try to drink good water and I try to do, you know, either supplement or eat 
you know, good antioxidant food and keep my inflammation down. Um, mm-hmm. And I eat healthier. I mean, I, I eat the healthiest diet I can live with. I mean, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a vegetarian or anything like that, but I just, I try to eat healthy. I try to eat whole, whole you know, mm-hmm. like clean. But um, I found that when I do that, and then when I feed my body and my soul and my spirit with, you know, positive things, knowledge and wisdom and inspiration, all of that stuff, it just, you feel, I feel amazing. I feel like I'm in the best health ever in all areas of my life. I like physically, spiritually, uh, mentally, financially. I, I feel like because I've just been intentionally just taken care of those areas and whether it's, you know, resting, like I, I just, I still, you know, if I'm not careful, I'll push myself until I'm just exhausted. So I, um, I made a pact with myself a few years ago. In fact, it was the same year that I bought the business. Um, I said, you know what? Cause I was like flying out on a Thursday, doing a conference, flying in on Monday, you know, working, just going, going, going. And so I made a pact with myself that I would have a recovery day. Mm-hmm. Like whatever I did, whether it was, you know, the stress was bad or good, that it was stress and I would have a recovery day. And so I put that in my calendar. It's literally, I, I have that as a, a day, like, cause now I have a clinic. So if I've spoke somewhere on the weekend, I'm not seeing patients on Monday. That's good. You know, I'm, I'm going to make sure it, even if Monday's a travel day, I, you know, I might come, you know, not do patients until like maybe just do a couple afternoon patients on Tuesday. I'm, I try to give myself recovery time and not just for me, for my husband too, you know, like, because that relationship is important. Right. Absolutely. Make sure I'm, you know, not just, you know, ignoring because relationships, that's a part of our, you know, of our physical health and our mental and emotional health. So um, I think that's one of the things I've just had to just stay on target with is just, I still have to be intentional with, with taking care of, of myself and my, all the things in my, that touch my life mm-hmm. and people awesome. that touch my life. <laughs> I am so thankful that you said that, that you mentioned that because of you, the things that you've learned that you've understand that, okay, I have to take a day of rest. Like when I come back from this stuff, I have to be intentional about taking care of my body and my relationships by making sure that, you know, and some people don't do that. They come in at midnight from a crazy flight and they're up in six o'clock in the morning, getting ready to go to work and they're not taking that time. And I realize that there's some people that can't, but you know, the scheduling of like, okay, maybe I'm going to push that another day just so that I can be physically rested because even though it was a great trip, I'm still exhausted Yeah, and I got to get my mind together. But also you said too, that feeding myself with good things, spiritual things, yeah. uh, rest and, and making sure all those things, just giving you a more balanced, making you feel more balanced and more wellness and bringing right. more fullness you know, into really, We think about diet and it's not just food. It's our diet is, you know, what we ingest, whether it's, you know, mentally through, through, you know, tastes, smells, right. <laughs> uh, all those things. So if I'm listening uh, to, you know, 
I honestly have been fasting news since 2008. So when I had cancer, I was like, and I started school. I said, you know what? I can't do news and college. So I just turned off the news. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, it was so funny because during the pandemic, people kept talking about 2008, the, 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 the crash of 2008. I'm like, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was just trying to get well. So I don't even remember that there was like a devastating financial thing that happened in 2008. Mm-hmm. But um, I still, I still don't do news. I, I just don't. And um, I literally, I have friends that they literally, they know, they'll start talking and they'll, and I'll say, Oh, remember I'm fast and news. And they'll, <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. And so they'll down. just change the subject. Cause I don't, I honestly, mentally, my, the way my, I know my mental health. Now my husband, he's like, he's always, he's, I'm always telling him, tell me if we need to run for shelter because I can't <laughs> listen to it. But, so he keeps up with it. He reads the news magazines. He listens to different news channels. He listens to news talk radio, but I can't. For for my mental health, I know I cannot because I'm mm-hmm. I get too emotionally attached to all that stuff. Yeah, and I can't make my brain not do that. I can't make my brain not not like lay awake at night when there's been a you know disaster somewhere. Going, what if there's a baby underneath well, the rubble? Yeah, you know. And honestly, I don't know if that's good or bad. I might be the most horrible human on the planet. No, no. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot do news. I can't. So whatever you, you know, like whatever, you know, for your mental health, I listen to positive stuff. I listen to educational. I'm constantly learning. I love learning. I would be in college right now if my husband would let me but he's <laughs> like, no, you're done. Um, so I just love learning. So I'm constantly trying to get wisdom and, and inspiration because I also give a lot. And so I can't give what I don't have. And if I'm just, you know, reading romance novels, there's no way that I can give any kind of inspiration to anybody. So I feel like that's, that's important. It's like how, you know, if we're going to go on a long trip, we're definitely going to fill the tank up, right? We're not just going to put $5 worth of gas in. So what you're giving in your mind, your soul, your body, your prayer time, all of that has to equate to what you're giving out. Yes. That is really good. And it's true. It's like the, and I'm with you there on the news, man, 2000 came in and I was saw myself so angry, so attached, so anxious. And I was like, no, 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 (laughs) this has got to go. And so really it, it has, it does change you when you're not listening to all this stuff, because it's not something you can do anything about, you know, you can pray, but that's about all you can do. Just all the conspiracy series. Uh, conspiracy theories of 2020 people would oh, send goodness. me videos can you watch this and let me know what you think I'm like I'm mm-hmm. sorry no I cannot mm-hmm. I cannot I don't watch these <laughs> I don't I just tell them okay okay here's the spiritual side if this is the end of the world just keep your eyes on Jesus keep your heart right with God on the phys- on the um, physical side keep your immune system high and uh, keep your hands clean and out of your face <laughs> that's I mean basically that's good <laughs> That's good practical <laughs> advice. Absolutely. Be right you with keep Jesus. your hands clean and keep them out of your face. And, you know, of course, you're not going to be in uh, back then. We had to socially distance. So if you keep your hands clean and you keep your hands out of your face, you're probably not going to get COVID. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. And those are those are good words of wisdom. That's absolutely uh, true. Yeah. So I wanted to go into my next question. And you have been in ministry for so long and you are, uh, you know, pastor's wife and has been a pastor's wife and do so many different things. But I wanted to ask 
Um, what would you say are the biblical principles? We've talked a lot about print of about practical things, but what are the biblical principles that surround wellness and wholeness? Okay. Um, I think there's two passages in the Bible that just put it all in perspective for us. The first one is in first uh, Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. It says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are mm -hmm. God's. Right. Okay. That's number one. The second one is Thessalonians 5.23. And it is like so clear. I mean, it's like a three-part. It says that we are to be sanctified wholly. And that word is w-h-o-l-l-y our whole spirit soul and so that our whole spirit body wait let me back up our whole spirit and soul and body are preserved mm -hmm. so the spirit is the spiritual part i mean that's the part that's going to live forever with jesus right right but the soul that's like the mind emotion the personality all of that stuff that's the that's the one that we have really problem with that's the one that you know we have to, you know, we have to sleep, we have to rest, we have to bite our tongue, we have to, you know, <laughs> to keep, keep our personality in check, all that kind of thing, and our emotions in check. Then there's the body, the physical body, you know, the, the part that we got to take care of it because it's going to die eventually. It's mm -hmm. going to die, but we want to make sure that we're not just, you know, not taking care of it because, you know, it is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's important that we do take care of it. So, all of that in a nutshell, I feel like was wrapped up in the basic fundamental foundation of this concept. And that concept is Sabbath. Mm, yes. It's Good. one of, it's one of the commandments. Remember the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. And recently I did a study on the Sabbath and Sabbath, the word is Shabbat. And mm -hmm. that word means to cease to continue. And these people, 400 years, they were slaves. 400 years, they served. They were slaves. They had the mentality of a, of a slave. Mm. And he had to teach them that stop on the seventh day, God rested, okay? On the seventh day, he says, stop. And he also tells them to think about how I delivered you. Oh. So it's not just about resting. It's not just about chilling out and, you know, uh, binging on Netflix, Mm -hmm. it's about stop and remember and be grateful for what he's done for you. And so I think, you know, we need to, all of us have areas we have of self-control that we need to work on, whether it's, you know, too much sleep or too much activity. Some of us have trouble with either one. Some of us want to sleep all day. Some of us want to work all day. Some of us want to eat all day. And so I just want to exercise all day. There's, <laughs> we all have the, the thing, you know, whatever it is, it's what some people are the slobs and some people want to clean up, clean to the extent they're like, uh, compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm. So I think wholeness that the Bible talks about and wellness that the Bible talks about is basically just balance, mm -hmm. balancing it out. Extremes are always dangerous, whether, even if they're spiritual, you know, people yeah. that are extremely spiritual, <laughs> they are extremely <laughs> dangerous because it's like, what they're so heavenly minded. They're no earthly Earth good. good. Right. And they the, don't want to laugh. The Bible, exactly. <laughs> and the Bible is a sword. 
So mm-hmm. it's dangerous. Yeah. If it's, if it's sure. used to the extreme. So um, I feel like balance is such an important word. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not the one that's like, you know, live a balanced life because um, I think it was Einstein said that even balance, you know, a bike, it's like riding a bicycle. you got to lose, you push, you're actually even walking, you're pushing yourself off of balance to mm-hmm. keep going. You can't, you got to stay moving to stay balanced. You can't just mm-hmm. stay in one place and you'll, cause if you're on a bike, if you're on a, you know, you're just going to stand in one place, stay one place, you're going to fall over. You got to keep moving to stay balanced. So sometimes um, there's a, there's a crisis. And as a, you know, as a mother, there's times I remember stopping everything and I was by the hospital bed for two weeks. Was my life out of balance? No, I was doing exactly what I needed to be doing because that was what was most important at the time. So, you know, as the person that's in college and studying crazy hours and, you know, missing all the fun, are they out of balance? No, they're doing exactly what they need to be doing right now in this right, season. Right. So God is all about seasons and he expects us to, um, to work in that season. And there's a, there's a season of harvest and there's a season of, you know, when everything's done and you rest, but the most important thing is to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy and remember to just stay balanced. And that balance is to just check in with him, you know, and say, I'm going to take this day and I'm going to rest and I'm going to think about the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And whether if that's a weekly thing or if that's a daily thing, a daily, we could take a time every day and just say, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to just think about the goodness of the Lord today and think about, you know, what he's saved me from, what he's brought me from and how he's blessed me. And I think that is the key to balance. And that's the key to Sabbath mm-hmm. and wholeness and wellness. <laughs> that is so you know, good. If you, stop, if you stop sometimes, because like I, my kids, they'll come in, mom, I got a headache. You got a Tylenol. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, hang on. Mm-hmm. Have, you today? Have you drank anything today? Right. You're probably dehydrated. Or you might be having a sugar lot and they're like, oh my goodness. You know, they get so aggravated. <laughs> I'm like, you do not have a Tylenol deficiency. There's something going on in your body that's saying, mm-hmm. and your body talks to you. And, and the way it talks to you is pain, mm-hmm. soreness, tiredness, stiffness. Mm-hmm. So when your body's speaking and you got to listen and say, you know what? I bet I'm so sore because I went out there and worked out and I didn't stretch first. Or mm-hmm. maybe I'm sore because, um, I haven't walked in a week, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting around and I'm getting, you know, stiff. So, or if you got a headache, maybe it's, maybe you need to check. Have I ate anything today? Have I drank just coffee (laughs) or have (laughs) I drank water, you know, or whatever. I I just feel like um, the body talks to us. Our spiritual body talks to us. My mom used to tell me, and I'm going to let you finish. But my mom used to say, I would come in and I would say, I'm so lonely because we moved a lot. We were home missions, church builders. So, and she would say, Wanda, that's the Holy Ghost dealing with you. (laughs) And I was like, no, it's not. And she'd say, yes, you are made in his likeness and his image. If you're having a recurring emotion, then stop and think, what could he be feeling right now that I'm compared to what I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. So spiritually, even if you just keep having something happen over and over again, you can just say, what is God trying to tell me? You know, 
Just like if you have a headache, it's like, what is my body trying to tell me? If you're having a recurring, maybe something makes you angry all the time. Like, what is God showing me? Why am I angry? Mm-hmm. Why do I have a hard time with forgiving this? And then we'll go and we'll find out in our life where our wholeness is lacking. Right. Where, you know, it's the body of Christ and our body there's so many similarities. There's so many things that we can learn from our, about the Lord, from just our body. And he calls us, we are the body of Christ. Yes. And I will tell you that when your toe is broken, I don't care. Like I I (laughs) tell story about, even if it's that one little insignificant toe and that, you know, you never even thought about it. If that toe is broken, the whole body shuts down Mm -hmm. and nothing's going to be all right. No, that toe is better. That's true. And in this body of Christ that we're in, we have people among us that are broken. Some of us are broken. Some of us are are weak and have issues that we need to, we need help with. And that's why I'm so glad now there's this mental health thing that people are saying, oh, okay. It's, it's okay if I talk to somebody about my mental health, right? Yes, your brain is an organ. And, and sometimes, you know, like I told you earlier, sometimes women come to me and they're telling me all these things. I'm like, how old are you again? Are you <laughs> in a puzzle? Do you think you should maybe um, get a right. checkup? How long has it been since you've had some blood work? Mm-hmm. Because God, our body talks to us and it, we need to, to take care of it spiritually, physically, mentally, all of the, all of the things, all the parts are important mm-hmm. to God. That's so good. And it's right. Was doing as a person that's, you know, on the mental health side, it's like some of the, one of the things we don't ask sometimes are just practical things. Like, are you getting enough vitamin D? Are you getting enough exercise? You know, what stage of life are you in? You know, those kinds of things. And sometimes it's, it's not this huge spiritual thing. And sometimes it's not this huge, you know, other kind of things. Sometimes it's just the practical things. Like you said, are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough rest? Yeah. Are you taking time? What kind of things are you putting in your mind? Um, what kind of things are you, you know, entertaining? Right. So all of those things are such yeah, wonderful sometimes things. All we need is a night out with the girls, a laugh till we right. cry. <laughs> And yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, that's my self-care. I think, oh, you know, out with some friends after a, a difficult week and just being Absolutely. able to laugh. I'm like, this is my self-care. <laughs> I just I just went to a school intensive this week. That's my self-care. So yeah. yes, those are so important to being wholeness, uh, wellness and wholeness, and especially as a Christian and, and as an apostolic, we sometimes you mentioned we get so out of whack. It's we're one extreme to the other and just learning to kind of have that sort of balance as, as much as balances as we can have for whatever stage right. Right. we are in our life, in our life. So yes, I, I appreciate you mentioning all of these things and you've taught me some things. And I think that um, just thinking about um, the Sabbath, I had Brother Colin Cressman came on and did a podcast about observing the Sabbath. But, you know, we're mm. thinking about, you just mentioned that uh, the children of Israel were slaves for all that time and they didn't have had to learn the mentality of learning to intentionally rest. And I had never actually thought about that before, but how true that is, is that we are go, 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 go. And we mm. have to do intentionally learn to mm-hmm. say, okay, 
I'm going to rest. I'm going to do this for my mental, spiritual, emotional, for my well-being, for my health, all of these to continue, whatever it is. Right. These to continue. (laughs) (laughs) Working. (laughs) That's so great. I wanted to to, uh, start closing this out because I wanted to know what is your hope as you are doing so many of these things with your education and working in your community and ministry, what is your desire to see in our churches? What is your desire to see as you minister to the women of North Carolina and just in general, everywhere that you go to and you speak and you talk about these things, what is your desire to see Christians and, and what would you like them to achieve? Well, um, I really, I, I, I think, you know, I have a heart for women for, mm-hmm. for, for the people of God, but mostly, you know, mainly women. I, I'm, I'm with that uh, community more. And then, um, I, I see women in ministry, women in general, wear so many hats. I mean, there's where we go, there's so many things that we have to tend to people we have to take care of. Um, and we tend to take care of everyone, but us. we talked about that, mm-hmm. but then when you add ministry on top of that, and we can get so upside down in every area, health, you know, relationships, physical, spiritual, all of that. And I've just kind of been on a mission uh, for the past few years to help women, especially women in ministry, to, to just be intentional about taking care of their, um, of their, of their, their whole health, one thing at a time, just like if we could just start with one thing, you know, not be overwhelmed, um, just be practical about it and just say, okay, you know, I want to get back on track, but spiritually, what could I do? Okay. Just, just do one thing. Are you read? if you're not reading your Bible every day, then, okay, I'm going to start reading, you know, a chapter a day or a verse a day or whatever it is. If you're not, you don't have a daily prayer life. Okay. I'm going to do, I'm going to start praying 10 minutes every morning. Mm-hmm. One thing, if, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself um, physically, so, okay, I am going to just for one week, I'm just going to drink water. You know, I'm just, just going to really try um, to just drink water and to drink, you know, half my weight in ounces or whatever, but just do one thing. And I feel like that what I see for the, what I see for the church is that, um, when we become intentional in one area, it, it becomes like a lifestyle. And then we, it helps us be more aware of how we need to be intentional in other areas. So if I am just ignoring all of my own physical needs, all of my own spiritual needs, if I'm ignoring my family relationships, all that, it's going to bleed over. I'm not going to be able to be a good leader, but if I'm intentionally taking care of me and my home and my family and my ministry, that I'm going to intentionally, you know, take time to do things for others. You know, it's just going to be, it's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard to be And a lot of people think, well, I take care of everybody, but me. And, I, and, and honestly, we have that person in our life that we think, I really wish she would just stop because she's so miserable and she's so unhappy. I really, you know, she thinks she's helping, mm-hmm. but she's so, just so drained and it's so obvious to everybody and like when she walks in the room she sucks all the energy out because mm-hmm. she is exhausted and she's yeah. like but she thinks she's helping, helping. Us. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I don't want to be that person. I don't want to, and I want to help women in general, especially women in ministry to not be that person. Um, you know, Jeff and I have pastored for 40 years and we always tried to minister to the whole person, the whole body of Christ. But I feel like Jesus showed us in the, the true value of women in ministry. Um, women have, they carried a load in his ministry. Mm-hmm. And if we're, but if we don't equip women and encourage women and empower women, they can break under the load. And yeah. that's what I feel like Jesus tried to do that. He tried to include them. He tried to show them their value and make sure that, you know, nobody ran over them. Right. No, but, but yet he didn't, uh, he didn't encourage them to be, you know, loud and boisterous and, and run over people either. Right. Um, so in the, in, I think probably in 2020, um, I really got very intentional about creating resources for, for women in ministry. And because I, I look at myself and my whole career came from like, I don't ever want a woman to have cancer and not have any options. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want a woman that I love to go through cancer and just have to listen to doctors tell her, well, you got these three choices and they're all scary to death. You know, I want her to be able to say, to have another couple options say, or you can wait a while. You can cut this out of your diet, put this, you know, and give her some options that, that are other than, you know, let's, you know, nuke it or radiate it or cut it out, whatever, you know, <laughs> or I want women to have options, but in the spiritual side too, I was a pastor's wife at 25. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so scared. And so I felt so inadequate. I felt so unequipped and my husband and I, neither one knew what we were doing. I mean, he was less than 30. I was 25 and it was like, but you don't want to tell anybody you don't know what you're doing. Cause you're a pastor, <laughs> you're doing it, you know? So I, I think about those women, those young ministers, wives, and the ones, maybe they're 35 or 45, that they're all of a sudden they're a pastor's mm-hmm. wife and they don't know what they're doing, or they're actually asked to be the ladies president of their church or ladies leader or a Sunday school superintendent. And they're going, what? <laughs> so I, that's the woman I want to help is the woman that's, I call them leading ladies. Yeah. They're ladies that are leaders. Some of them, you know, like you have um, kind of grown into that. You develop that. Um, some of us were thrown into that. It was like, you know, boom, your husband's a pastor. So you, now you're a pastor's wife. Right. Do it. Um, so for all of us as leading ladies, I, I've created resources that just, they're really practical. And, um, then I've made some uh, resources for women that have health crisis. So, and I'm working more on that now. Most of my resources are for local, but I'm starting to put some things online and available for, you know, download and print. Mm -hmm. So um, if anybody's interested in that, my link is just, if you go to wandachavis.com, that's my, Mm -hmm. that's my blog site, but at the top, it kind of has the links to things, other things. So it's not really all about my blog. It's just, it's wandachavis.com. It's easy to remember if they want to look up some free resources today. Uh, or anytime anybody listening just to have a I have free ministry resources and free health resources there and then when they um it's you know they'll they'll have to give me their email address to get mm-hmm. those and then I can keep them abreast of other things I'm doing um and they can you know go and see all the the resources because I feel like 
that's the one thing, Lorraine, that helped me through those years was mm-hmm. reading and books and, and going to conferences and listening to women speak and, you know, looking at women that had done it and like, just come alongside and say, you can do it. I did it. Yeah. You'll be okay. You know, it's going to be all mm-hmm. right. And a lot of times I left those conferences going, oh my goodness, I can never <laughs> pray four hours a day. I cannot do that. You know, I'm going to hell. But um, other, a lot of them were more practical. <laughs> I wasn't I didn't too discouraged. <laughs> Read your Bible, pray. Okay, I can, can, I can do that. I can do yeah. that. <laughs> pray four hours. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The, the best thing I heard of, uh, somebody told me, like, I was like, I have two little toddlers. How can I? read my bible and they're like do you go to the bathroom put the bible on in your bathroom you got to sit down a couple times a day <laughs> grab a few scriptures there it's like yeah. oh, go away. okay so that actually worked <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i think that's so wonderful that you've done that and i'm part of your leading ladies um facebook uh, group and uh, we will put on when this podcast comes out we'll make sure that we put on the link to wandachavis.com because it is so important because you're right you know years ago people didn't have those resources it wasn't mm-hmm. available and people were just kind of thrown into those things and luckily we're coming into age and yes. and in this time where things are becoming more available and you know somebody like you that has gone through so many different things health crisis and being a pastor's wife can share so much of your wisdom and your insights and practical things um, that can be applied to the lives of women who are doing ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I wholeheartedly appreciate what you are doing mm-hmm. and your ministry. Well, I, I forgot to tell you that the health resource is called, I found the can in cancer. Okay. So, and it's like, and there's a pro for every prognosis, you know, there's, and it's kind of just a journal they can use to whether they're in health crisis or not just for their health and mental health mm-hmm. and so it's a free journal and um kind of the things that I the steps I took because I really I feel like I wanted to educate my way through the fear of cancer mm-hmm. through that whole diagnosis so um that that is a, a very good resource even if you know for somebody that's not in a health crisis but they can um but yes, thank you so much for having me on and for um, allowing me to share just some some practical ideas there. I hope it's what you what you wanted, but um, I feel like uh, intentional, intentionally going after wholeness and wellness uh, is so important. You know, I don't want to wait until I'm sick. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we, we tell people, oh, don't wait until you're on your deathbed to come to God. Well, don't wait until you're on your deathbed to start taking care of your body either and your, you know, your health. <laughs> Absolutely. So the I can and cancer, is that the website? We'll have to put that on. I found, uh, it's, it's, no, it's the name of the resource that's free there. Okay. Uh, on the uh, wandachaves.com, the health resource is called I found the can, C-A-N in I cancer. I found the can in cancer. Okay. We will make sure to put that up too, because that's a really wonderful resource that I know people are going to want to access. So yeah. Sister Chavis, it has been such a pleasure. It's always a pleasure when I get to see you and when I get to talk to you. And um, thank you so much for just sharing so much of your wisdom and, and things on the Exchange podcast. And I love you so very much. So thankful oh, that I, I have you in my life. And we need to 
definitely need to connect more, but this has been such a pleasure of mine. And so I can't wait for all of our listeners to hear all of these wonderful things, practical things that you have shared with us on wholeness and wellness. So I, we are going to, yes, thank you, sister. And I, I um, am so excited that you are on this new business adventure. And so we were also going to be talking about or putting the link up and I want people to know what all you're doing and that the wandachavis.com will have all of the things that we've got to read on there. Okay. I think I've got, if they follow the links, I've got everything about the water, the thermograph, all that stuff is on there, but you know, the, the resources are kind of first in the Chavis ministries link. um, It talks about the leading ladies, what I've got available there too. So. All right, well, we are going to be sign out from the exchange with Dr. Lorraine. I hope you all have a wonderful day. God bless. Bye.